Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Foundations Podcast, October 30th, 2016. Hey, what's up, FC? That's the voice that I would use if I were on Lego commercials. Anyway, I'm Bobby. This is the podcast, and somehow it's like 90 degrees outside, despite the fact that it's November. Other than it being extremely disorienting to sing Thanksgiving carols in the heat, it's really not that big of a deal to me as I sit inside and eat all day anyway. Here's what's happening right now at Foundations Church. All right, so this Sunday is the plunge. This is our baptism service, and it's a huge deal to us because we believe that this is a necessary point of obedience as you grow uh, in your walk with Christ. So come show some support for everyone who's taking this step in their faith on Sunday morning. It's going to be amazing, and we always cry, so you can come and see that. After that, we have a couple of other things going on that afternoon. Uh, First, right after second service, we're having the meeting for our Ethiopia mission trip. So if you're interested in coming with us, hang around for a few minutes afterwards and hear our heart for this mission. Also, Sunday is college day at the LaCourse home. You can do college stuff, play games, and eat on the LaCourse dime. I think they're like hamburgers or something. Anyway, check out our Facebook for more info if you want to come. Without any further ado, I present to you the Foundations Party's nominee for Best Dressed, Class Clown, and most likely to hit his head on a doorframe when entering a room, Pastor Justin Graves. Woo! Hey, uh, before we get going, I want to say uh, on behalf of me, uh, my wife, and the staff, thank you that you are the church you are. I love, love, love what I get to do. Uh, I know I speak for the staff. Um, what we get to do, we have a church that's drama-free. Um, thank God. Um, just, I'm being honest, if this is your first time, there's no drama here for the most part. I mean, really, that I know of, maybe I'm just ignorant. Um, that doesn't, that, that, just because I don't know that doesn't mean that I'm not. Um, but I just, I get to do this. I know a lot of pastors that hate doing what they do. They don't like their church. They don't like their congregation. And I love our congregation. I love this church. I love what it's about. And thank you that I get to be your guys' pastor um, week in and week out, that I love what I do, that I show up, um, that what you see is what you get. So thank you for letting me be me um, and not kicking me out of here. So um, next week, we have our plunge service uh, next Sunday, and it is going to be awesome. So if you have not been baptized ever, or you got baptized as a little kid, and you just thought it was cool because you were going swimming during church, and you didn't understand what you're really doing, get signed up in our uh, Connect Center at the end of service. Your next step is getting baptized. Your next step is going public with an inward change that happened, just a just an outward expression of an inward change and going public. And I'm telling you, don't miss next week. 
because it is going to be fun. It's going to be life-changing. Man, our, our service, I know a couple of candidates that are getting baptized, a couple of people, I don't know why I said candidates because it just sounded like a presidential election and that's a turnoff for everyone in this room. Um, but uh, a couple of people getting baptized and man, their stories are awesome. And so there's going to be crying, there's going to be shouting and yelling um, in a good way. And so uh, make sure that you show up next week for our plunge service. Uh, today we are in the last sermon of our series, I Love God, But. And we've approached this, and, and all of us have had the line used, I love you, but, or had it used on us, or we've used it to others, or it's happened to your friend. You know, I love you, but it's not you, it's me. And it's, it's a bad breakup line. It's, it's an excuse. And really, when it comes to our relationship, with Jesus Christ, we can sound like a bad breakup line. I love you, God, but I'm, I'm just not sure about this. I'm not ready for this commitment yet. Um, I'm not ready to acknowledge you in all my ways. And uh, last week, Michael talked about, our, our student pastor here, talked about, you know, I, I, I'm a control freak. I want control. And so this week, I want to talk to you about something that's really applicable. Um, and I would encourage you, before you leave, stick around, because I know sometimes we try to beat the traffic to lunch, but right after service, part of service, we're gonna be taking communion corporately as a body. So don't leave early, don't miss out on communion as we take that um, together here at the end of service. But um, today I wanna talk to you about a message uh, and really a topic that a lot of us, some of us, it's our life. We struggle with this issue over and over and over. And I will tell you, if you struggle with what I'm getting ready to talk about, you need to get my wife's book that she wrote because it deals specifically with that. I know I sound like a televangelist right now. That's like, if you send in $15, I will send you a book and a prayer cloth right now. Um, so I, I'm really am telling you, this book, um, Perfectly Weak by my wife that she wrote, deals exactly with what I'm talking about today. Um, Today I want to talk to you about this. I love God, but I'm scared and I can't. I love God, but I'm scared and I can't. Um, one thing I believe to my core is that God has called us to live big lives. Um, I pray over my girls every night. And when I pray for them, I pray that they would live big lives. I pray that they would do big things with their life. I think anything less is a sin, not, not necessarily a sin, but man, we've cheated ourselves. Um, God's Word says in John 10, 10, it's one of my favorite verses, that He came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. Or another translation says, and have it to the full. And I truly believe God has called us to live full lives. When we become, when we're in college, you know, um, we have a, quite a few college students coming. When, we, when, we, when we're in college, we feel like, you know, your freshman and your sophomore year, you're going to change the world. World. And then your senior year gets there and you're like getting ready to be in the world and all of a sudden you're freaked out a little bit. She's like, what do I do now? What do I do now? What do I do now? And where did that, I'm going to change the world mentality go into? And then we start working and we get into our different areas and, and what we thought we were going to do, we kind of feel like we're stuck doing and we feel like we're not really accomplishing or living out that dream. And one thing I've realized is that it's easy to risk it all when you have nothing to risk, isn't it? Oh, I'm all in. I got $5. I'm all in. You know, you play poker. You know, the pastor's pastor talking about poker. But, 
You got $5 left? It's easy. I'm, I'm in. Throw me in, baby. I'm $5. Woo! Going for broke. You got $5,000? And going all in? Uh, there's, more, there's more risk. Can I tell you, it, it's crazy. The older we get, the more stuff we accumulate, the harder it is to risk it all for the call. One thing I know about you and me is that God has a specific calling that is uniquely your own, is uniquely my own. We're not here to be clones, but we are here to live that life that God has called us to in John 10, 10, that is to the full, that is to the abundantly fullness that can only be found in Him. And I think all of us, if we were honest, we're like, yes, it resonates in us. We want our life to make a difference. Yes, I want to step into what God is calling me into. Yes, and we can have this message and we're like, yes, I'm going I'm to take new steps. I'm going to do new things because one thing we believe here at Foundation Church is growing equals changing. And if you're here, no matter how long you've been following Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you should still be growing in your relationship. You should still be changing as a man or a woman of God. And we're like, yes, I want to do that. I want to be this man. I want to be this woman of God because you wouldn't be here otherwise. You would still be in bed sleeping it off. But you're here. You're like, yes, that, that's, that's me. But here's the rub. Here's the problem. What keeps most of us from taking that step? What keeps most of us from activating that audacious faith? Is we say, God, I, I love you, and I, I want to live this John 10, 10 life, but I'm scared. Oh, you can't say you're scared as a man. No, 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 you see me around snakes. I'm scared. And I can't. And how do you function when that's the reality of your life? How do you move forward and how do you not let that rule your life? How do you not let that become an excuse? Well, the first thing I would tell you is that you've got to realize this. God's steps are rarely familiar steps. God's steps are very, very rarely familiar steps. Now, this is not a message for you to be like, opt out of being faithful in your life. Man, there is power in faithfulness. God has called us to be faithful and fruitful followers of Jesus Christ. But can I tell you, the God steps, the new steps he's calling you to, usually and very rarely, they aren't the same steps. They aren't familiar steps. And we become creatures of habit. We, we like our routine. I have a routine every week that my week roughly looks the same for the most part. You know, I get up, I wake up, I have a cup of coffee, praise God. I have a banana. I drop one of my kids off to school every once in a while, and then I go to the gym. Then I come to church. Then I go home. I eat dinner, and then we're off to soccer practice or basketball practice, and I come home. I'll watch like 30 minutes of TV or maybe an hour if it's a great night. Woo, and something's on, like designated survivor. Amazing if you haven't seen it yet. Um, uh, but I digress. And then I go to bed, and that's kind of the web and flow of my life. And, and here's the deal. If that familiar. I like, I love my life. I really, really do. And if that gets 
broken up. If something comes in and disturbs us, some of us, we're so type A that we're like, it's gotta be this, 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 that it throws us all off. And I got news for all you type A personalities. God's steps are usually not familiar steps. He's calling you to a new thing, not the same old thing. And some of us, we're, we're so bored with life. We're so bored with our relationship with Jesus Christ. And we serve the God of the universe. Your life should be anything but boring, and it should be anything but familiar to you. And we want to stay in the familiar steps of God, but God is calling many of you. He's calling you to new steps. He's calling you to do something new with your life. He's calling you to do something new out of what you're doing. Man, you can ask Cody Myers over here. Just this year, Cody was working at Anheuser-Busch, and he felt God calling him to start a lawn care ministry, and he stepped out. And it's been one of the most awesome things for Cody to experience. You know what? It's a new thing. You never stop growing. Some of you, it's about being a foster care parent. There's a new thing he's calling you. Some of you, it's about totally switching what you're doing. It's about switching the way you act in your marriage, switching the way you act with your kids, or the way you interact with your parents. It's about switching majors for some of you college students. Then you're going, but, but, but that's not the familiar thing. That's not the new thing. But hear me, on new steps, you have to take the unknown steps to experience the new things God has for you. Man, you have to take the new steps the unknown steps to experience the things, the new things that God has for you. Because what happens and where we, where we become really endangered as a follower of Christ, as we fall more in love with the familiarity of our comfort in our lives than we do the calling of our lives. And that's a huge, huge thing for us. Can I tell you, it's not just something that's just started happening. It's something that's been happening for a while. In Numbers chapter 13, verses 30 through 33, it records the story of the 12 spies going in and spying out the land. And you have Joshua and Caleb who went and spied out the land. And isn't it interesting? To me, to me it's interesting. As a pastor, I can't tell you any of the other 12, 12 spies. I can only tell you the two spies that were willing to step into the new thing God had for them. They made history. They made a difference, Joshua and Caleb. And the rest just faded away. Why? Because they grew in love with the comfort and the familiarity of their lives. And it says this in chapter 30, but Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once to take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. I love Caleb. Caleb is my boy. Like if I had a boy, I would name him Caleb because in another part of the scripture, it says, but Caleb had a different spirit about him. And that's God's description of Caleb. I'm like, man, when I die, I always have like different things I want people to say. One of those is, man, not like he was different, uh, but <laughs> that man had a different spirit about him. Um, there's a difference. Um, says this, but the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They're stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. And I, I, I picture this. I'm such a visual person. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who lives there. The land will eat you alive. All the people we saw were huge. I'm, it's going to be so huge. Um, huge. 
We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak, and next to them we felt like grasshoppers. And check this part out, and that's what they thought too. Like these, <laughs> these 10 spies, they're spies. They were not seen, they didn't talk to anybody, but they're talking for like Jericho and all these other nations that they're gonna like go and take over. They're like, oh no, 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 no. I heard them talking about us, even though they didn't see us. And we're grasshoppers. They think we're grasshoppers too. That's how bad it does. I mean, it is extreme. They're, they're putting work. They have grown. Here's what's happened. They have grown in love with the phase that was never meant to be their destination. And can I tell you, some of you here, you're in love with the phase that God never intended to be your destination. He's called you onward. The wilderness served a purpose, but it was not supposed to be where they stayed for 40 years. But because they refused to take new steps, unfamiliar steps, they became comfortable with what was instead of charging into what could be. And many of us, we've just grown in love with what is instead of stepping out into what should be. Because it's easier that way. They were familiar with the world. We, we've grown in love with a phase instead of stepping into the call that God has placed on our lives. It was not God's purpose for the Israelites to wander around for 40 years. But that's what they did because it was the easy thing. They didn't, didn't take any risk, but it was the frustrating thing. It was the discouraging thing. It was a thing that, that was the hardest thing for the Israelites to overcome in that period was just having no home. There was no purpose. They were never stepping in. And some of us, man, you feel like you have no purpose to your life. You feel like, man, I'm destined for more, but you refuse to take new steps. Don't fall in love with what is, but learn to step into what should be and get past the phase that was never meant to be your destination. I tell you, some of you, you're in a relationship right now that was meant to be a phase instead of the person you were meant to be, be with. But we're like, well, well, I'm comfortable with her. I can get what I want from her without having to put a ring on her finger. Oh, wow, uncomfortable. That's not the way God intended your relationship to look like. He's destined you for more. Can I tell you where I get hung up on? Here, here's, here's what hangs me up most of the time from taking the next step. Is that I, I wait for God to make sense instead of just obeying God. Right? I, I, need, it, I need God, I, like, I need to strategize God's steps for him. I'm like, okay, God, well, when I hit this age and my bank account hits this amount, I will have this much room to take that step. And, and we want to orchestrate and manipulate the hand of God instead of just obeying the voice of God. And I will tell you this, take the next step instead of waiting for the next step to make sense. When it, when it comes to your life, it's not gonna make sense. If it makes sense, it doesn't take faith. And the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 that apart from faith, you and I cannot please God. Having faith is not just knowing that God exists, but I love the way the message says it, but knowing that God cares enough to respond to you. That's faith. Some of you, you need to take your next step even though it doesn't make sense. It says this in Isaiah chapter 55, verse eight through nine. It says, 
God says this, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways. Let's stop for just a second. His ways are higher than your ways. His thoughts are higher than your thoughts. But we get stuck like the two-year-old kid that keeps asking God, why, 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 why? Hey, 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 girls, we're going to go here. My girls don't do this anymore. But earlier on, especially Chloe, why, why are we doing that? Why, 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 why now? Why now? Why there? Why are we doing that? Why, why, why? And you're just like, shut up. Because, and you've used the, I said I would never say it, because I'm your dad. That's why. But you know, like when you have a tone in your voice that it's all business and you can't duplicate it. I mean, it's got to be like, this is happening now. Like I can do the facial expression, but I can't do the voice. Like my kids respond because that, boom, it's, it's, it's going to happen one way or another. And they don't need an explanation for it because they know my ways are higher than their ways at this point in stage of their life. And my thoughts um, are higher than their thoughts at this point in stage in their life. Can I tell you, most of us, we're at that two-year-old stage and we're just kind of sitting there and we know what God's saying, but we're like, well, why? I need you to spell this out for me, God, because it's got to make sense before I take this next step because if I take a next step and it doesn't make sense, especially to everyone else, what will everyone else think? And we have started living our life for the approval of everybody else's thoughts instead of playing for an audience of one. And I gotta tell you something, and this is my personality, so I don't struggle with this part. I just don't care what people think. You know, I, I just, who cares? Who cares? Man, who cares what I drive? Who cares what house I, that doesn't make me. Who cares what other people, what's God calling you to do? That's what you're called to do. Man, I'm obsessed with what does my heavenly father think about me? And am I taking that step? Because I'm never going to understand God. It doesn't make sense to my mind that Jesus left heaven on his own, laid down his life willingly. Nobody made him. And that through one man's sacrifice, it was an atonement for all of the world's sin for the rest of ages. My mind and spirit can't understand that and grasp that and I'm so glad I serve a God that his ways are higher than my ways and his thoughts are greater than my thoughts and if you will just learn to step out and take that next step can I tell you you will start appreciating and understanding that man God's ways they're way bigger they're way greater than my ways because I want to strategize through my life but God wants to provide and do the miraculous in and through my life. Here's the other thing I would say to you is this, is that a lot of times we get our can't confused with our won't. We get our can't confused with our won't. There's a lot of things I can't do. I, I, I can't do some things in my life. Um, I can't juggle. I can do like two things, but in order for it to count as juggling, you have to have three, right? Three items, three whatever. I, I can't, like I'm in awe of people that can do that stuff. I can't do that. I can't 
I can't do magic, you know, because I would be like, you ready to see it? Because it's happening right now. You know, um, I would give away the trick, what's happening. I, I can't do that. Um, I can't speak another language right now. Um, I could probably learn it. I know Donda Espano, the important things like where's the bathroom in Spanish, um, but that's about it. You know, I, I, there's certain things I can't one of the things I cannot do, I cannot eat cheesecake without like dry heaving violently. Like I, I'm telling the truth. And some of you are like, no, no, you just haven't tried the right cheesecake. I have tried almost every cheesecake because everybody's like, oh, cheesecake is amazing. It's amazing. And so I will be the sucker that tries it and I will go, eh, and I mean, my eyes, I start crying. It's violent. I mean, it's vi there's no act. It, it hits my lips and I, eh, I just can't. I cannot do it. And some of you, some of you are going to be like, oh, you have to trade my mom's cheesecake. I, I can't. I, I will not do it. Oh, you got to go try this one at Cheesecake Factory. I have tried every single type of cheesecake that I'm willing to try. I cannot do it and not almost vomit violently at the table. Some of you are like, I just made you a cheesecake for Pastor Appreciation Day too. Um, good news, my wife loves it. So... But here's the deal, there's, I can't, like I, I can't, can't eat cheesecake, can't juggle, can't do some things, and then there's I won't. Now, there's some things I won't do, like I won't hold a snake. Mm -mm. If you're new here, we will never handle snakes at this church, that is dumb. I'm just telling you, you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry. Never gonna happen. Never. Never say never, Justin. Never. No snakes in the house of God. Yes. The, yesterday, we're walking, okay? We're walking the neighborhood, Casey and I, and I'm not lying. We walk, and there's a t snake this big slithering on the sidewalk, and I go, ah, like this, and I scream like a little girl. And I said, did you see that snake? And she said, yes. And I go, did you see me scream like a little girl? And she said, yes. I'm like, okay, I just want to let her know. I got no pride when it comes to, uh-uh. I'm, I'm not going to hold a python. Oh, it's a nice snake. The only nice snake is a dead snake. I'm not holding the snakes. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I won't do it. I, I can, but I won't. I won't try your cheesecake, your mama's cheesecake that has been a family recipe for years. I can. I can try it, but I won't try it. And can I tell you where we've messed up, where we've confused it, is we've said, God, I can't do this. Haven't we? God, God I can't, I can't do that. I can't, I can't. No, 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 no. You can. What you're really saying is, I won't. I, I, I refuse to. I'm not willing to. And here's what I would tell you. It's our second, our last point. Stop arguing with God about why you won't and instead start stepping into all he can. Stop arguing with God about why you won't and instead start stepping into all he can. Can I tell you, some of us just need to stop telling God why it won't work. I, 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 
I have a hard time when I have an idea and people are like, that won't work, that won't work, that won't work, that won't work. And I'm like, you watch, I'm going to make it work. If it takes my dying breath, I'm going to make this plan work, right? And that's what we've got. That won't, I, can't, I can't do that. I can't do that. I won't, it won't work. It won't work. And if we would spend half the time obeying God as we do arguing with God, we would change the world, church. We would. We would live lives that are what Jesus talked about, that it is a city on a hill that can't be hid, that it is shining like stars out in this universe. We would live lives and we would change the world if we would spend as much energy in taking the next steps and in fulfilling the call that God has in our life as we do about arguing God's ways. And can I tell you, this isn't something new. Moses did this. Because here's what happens. So here's what's going to happen. For some of you today, you're going to go ahead and decide, okay, I'm going to take my next step. I'm going to take unknown steps. I'm going to do things that, that don't make sense. And if you think that's like dressing up like a clown and scaring people, you will get shocked someday. Uh, don't do it. But here's the deal. You're going to step in, and all of a sudden, the first week's great. The first day, everybody's going to commit. Yeah, man, I think, that, I think it's awesome. Way to go. Awesome. Fantastic. And then you're going to experience a setback. Right? Then somebody's going to criticize you. I can't, I can't believe they're doing that. You're going to hear rumors. Something's not going to work out. You're going to have a freak out. You're going to have a sleepless now, can I tell you, I've never stepped into the plans and the, the obedience, the unfamiliar steps of God and not had sleepless nights about it. I'm just telling you the truth. Whew. It's scary sometimes. And it's going to be one of those things that, that, man, there's a setback and you're going to want to stop halfway. Can I tell you, it happened for Moses. Moses argued, he had the burning bush experience. He argues with God. He's like, man, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. Spends all this time. God finally is like, you're going. And your brother Aaron's going with you. He goes. He addresses Pharaoh. He comes. He's like, let my people go. You know, and he, Ten Commandments, Charlton Heston's talking to Pharaoh. And it's awesome. And they're talking. And Pharaoh's like, let your, what? He's like, you know what? Forget that. We're going to take straw away from them while they're building bricks, and we're going to increase the workload on them. So he made Pharaoh mad, and then the very people that he goes to help, why he's in Egypt, the whole nation of Israel hates Moses and Aaron. Hates them. Like, ah, why did you come? Why, we were better off when you weren't here. Go, go back, just go back home. And it said they became so discouraged that they would not listen to the words of Moses anymore. Talking about the Israelites. And here's what happens. In Exodus chapter 6, verse 30, Moses says, but Moses argued with the Lord saying, I can't do it. I'm, clum I'm a clump, such a clumsy speaker. Why should Pharaoh listen to me? Moses was obedient to go to Egypt. It wasn't working out because can I tell you sometimes and most of the time when you step into the bigness that God's plan is, it's going to take more than your ability and your talent. It's going to take faith in believing that God can do the impossible in you and through you. And it's about stop arguing you won't and start looking at all that he can. For David, it was a giant. For Noah, it was building an ark for 
tens and tens, what seemed like hundreds of years, decades, waiting for the God to move and bring this flood. And he looked like a crazy man. He, Noah was the first prepper, if you really think about it. Right? He's like, there's a disaster coming. I'm telling you, you know, I'm prepping right now. I've got food and everything else. I'm prepping. He was a star five prepper. And it took more than what they were capable of doing. And you know what? It was hard. It cost them. And we want things to be easy. But can I tell you, man, it's going to cost you something at some point. Stepping into the bigness and the plans that God has for you. Man, it's hard work at points. I love what it says in the book that I just got done reading. Um, Streams in the Desert, it says this. It's just a passage. It says, shining is always costly. Light comes only at the cost of that which produces it. An unlit candle does no shining. Burning must come before shining. We cannot be of great use to others without cost to ourselves. Burning suggests suffering. We shrink from pain. The glory of tomorrow, though, is rooted in the drudgery of today. Many want the glory without the cross, the shining without the burning, but crucifixion comes before coronation. Can I tell you, this is what a lot of our lives look like right now. Jesus called us to be a sitting on a hill that can't be hidden. Let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and it glorify my Father. And we have all the potential in the world. And this is what a lot of our lives look like because we're not willing to go through the burning process and step into our purpose and the calling that God has for us. But it only happens when you're willing to go through the burning process. When you're willing to pay the price. When you're willing to take unfamiliar steps. When you're willing Man, it's take steps that don't make sense. That you step into the purpose and your life starts shining in such a way that it impacts the world around you. That's what God has called you and I to. To live lives that are lived in such a way that it glorifies Him. So don't let your won't keep you from living the life God has called you to. Start arguing about your won't and realize all that God is. Here's what his word says. In Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 26 through 27, it says, Then the Lord spoke this word to Jeremiah. I am the Lord, the God of every person on the earth. Nothing is impossible for me. Your memory verse for the week. Remember that? In Sunday school, you'd have a memory verse. You got a piece of candy if you memorized it. We'll give you a mint. They're found in the bathroom if you memorize your memory verse this next week. Luke chapter 1, I close with this. Verse 37 says this, God can do anything. Man, that's big. God can do anything. I don't have the financial resources. God can do anything. I don't know how my marriage is going to make God can do anything. I don't have the talent, the ability. God can do anything. I don't have a strategy. I don't know how this is going to work. It's the wrong time. God 
can do anything. It's not going to make sense to anybody else. Can I tell you, God can do anything. But I'm switching my majors halfway through college and I've already done this work. God can do anything. It may not make sense to anybody else. Stop living your life to please men and cheating yourself. Instead, start living your life for an audience of one and realize God doesn't need you to do it all. He just needs you to be available to it all. And God, according to Luke chapter 1, verse 37, God can do anything. And here's the promise he leaves us with. In Psalms chapter 37, verse 23, the Lord says this, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. And he's telling you what step to take. If you truly have a heart that's seeking out, man, you may have missed it, but you haven't missed it all. You may have missed a moment here or there, but you haven't missed God's calling. He still has a calling and a purpose and a plan for your life. The Lord directs the steps of the godly, and I love this last part. And he delights in every detail of their lives. He knows you're scared. He knows you think you can't. He knows that you refuse to and you won't. But his word says this, that he directs, he places every step of the godly. And he knows the emotions, he knows the feelings, he knows the fear, but he delights in every aspect of your life. And he masters at doing the impossible out of nothing. He makes something beautiful out of nothing if you would just take the next unfamiliar step. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for today. God, I ask right now, man, that you would just be with us in this moment. You know what? With heads bowed, eyes closed, if you're here today and your eyes are closed, nobody's looking around. If you say, Justin, I, I am not where I need to be in my relationship with Jesus Christ. I've never asked Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of my life, or I just need to recommit my life because the reality is I'm not where I need to be. That's your next step. That's getting real with it. And I'm going to count to three, and I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand right where you are, and we're going to lead you in a prayer. One, two, three. If that's you, would you just raise your hand right where you are? Right where you are, just lift it up. Yeah, there's one hand, there's two hands. Is there anyone else? You join me with the raising of these hands. Just say, man, I, I just need a change. Is there anybody else that would join these two hands before we go any further? If you raise your hand, do this with me. Repeat this prayer after me. You can say it silently or out loud, but just mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today and I confess that I've sinned and that I've messed up. But I ask for your forgiveness. I ask that your grace and mercy would enter my life. I turn away from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. Here's what I want us to do with your heads bowed, eyes closed before we, before we get going into the communion part. If you're here and you say, Justin, I struggle 
with fear and inadequacy. I know what God's calling me to, but I am the person that's saying, I love you, God, but I'm scared and I can't. That's you. Would you just raise your hand right where you are? Yeah, 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 yeah. You just say, that's me. That's me. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. God, you see every hand in this place. Lord, we just, we just simply acknowledge, God, man, we, we know that you're directing our steps, but taking those steps, man, it's difficult. It's hard. And we need your help. Lord, we know that your word says that you haven't given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind or self-discipline. But Lord, in the process of taking that unfamiliar step, that unknown step, man, it's just so hard to do. And Lord, these hands are raised and they're just saying, God, don't just let me know the right thing to do, but give me the courage to do it. As you spoke to Joshua, you just kept saying to him, fear not, for I am with you. Fear not, for I am with you. Be of courage. And you called him out. You called him out of what he had yet to become. And Lord, I pray that you would do that in us. And that Lord, we would just be willing to take the next step. Lord, we're not going to get to the destination. We're not going to march around Jericho yet. But Lord, that we would cross over the Jordan. Lord, we would take our next step this morning. And the Lord, we would step into all that you have for us. That we would grow in love with more of what should be instead of what is. And it's in Jesus' wonderful name I pray. Amen. Believe, belong, become. Join us in our vision here at Foundations Church. Services are every Sunday at 9 a.m. and 1045 a.m. And our youth service voltage is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. For more information, you can check us out online at foundationschurch.tv. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.